Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm just a number, nothing more, nothing less. Just a number. The impact of the coronavirus pandemic on the country's finances was laid bare today. The economic pain of COVID-19 will be deep and protracted and nowhere will be spared. Just want to jump in with uh, some Amazon numbers <laughs> here, guys. A couple of key headline numbers. Revenue, 89 billion, just under that 88.9. This was high expectations. They've beaten it. COVID-19 and the British government's failure to take decisive action to suppress it unleashed the biggest economic slump in 300 years. Although the economy was placed on life support, hundreds of thousands of people, largely young workers, lost their jobs. Public sector workers, including nurses, who'd been clapped for their efforts by Tory ministers, face a renewed real terms pay cut. But it is boom time for some. Some were always going to do well in the age of COVID, who will begrudge Joe Wicks getting the nation into shape? But the pandemic has proved a money spinner for much of the super rich. Globally, billionaires' wealth jumped by nearly $4 trillion in the first nine months of the crisis. While the high street suffers, by last October, Amazon were tripling their profits and their UK sales jumped by over half in 2020. But that profit depends on the hard graft of their workforce. Launched in 2015, Amazon Flex is touted by the company as a means to earn extra money and move closer to your goals. They're ultra-flexible, quote-unquote, workers who deliver Amazon packages. This is the gig economy in action. We meet with one of their drivers. Now, we have to keep him anonymous. He's in constant fear of losing his job. And we quickly have to get in the van with him because he's so scared of running late. The anxiety and stress of this worker is palpable. I cannot remember when I take the break, the last break. I cannot remember. So you just don't take you just don't take breaks during a working day. I don't take absolutely. There's just no time to eat. No, no time to eat. No. Who told you have time to eat? Life. Wow. Life. Honestly, I don't have time to eat. If if I stop to eat like a normal person, or. Uh, I need uh, necessities, you know, to go to the toilet, for example, to find a place. No way, no way. I have a, a bottle. Sorry, I told no, you. No, no, that's fine. So, you, yeah, you've, so yeah, to go to the toilet, you literally have to use a bottle, because if you take a toilet stop, then you get in trouble. Yes. Wow. So you don't get sick pay. You don't get holiday pay. You can't take breaks. You can't even take toilet breaks. It's not normal. I understand. I'm just a, a number. Yeah, I'm just a number. But is that how you feel? They, yes. you, you're not treated just as a human being. You're a number. I'm just a number. Nothing more. Nothing less. Just a number. Yeah. It's too much to treat one person like like a normal, like a human being. Is too much? I don't think so. I don't think so. I spoke with uh, many drivers from. Uh, I mean, with all of them, actually. And I told them, listen, 
doesn't help you with nothing if you wake up in the morning, you are full with uh, frustration. Transform this thing, this frustration, in something positive. Let's do this, let's do something together, but in the positive way. Let's, start, let's try to speak with someone, let's try to, to find a solution. Not because you are angry and in the meantime you're waiting for somebody to help you. Never happen something like that ever and, and the, so organizing in a union yes that's yes. that's the way forward isn't yes, it that's the way yeah this is the way and i explain them listen it's much better if we get in the syndicate in the union and and do something about it because if you stay and waiting for or you believe uh nothing happened amazon is so big it's so big yes it's true it's so big but that's uh does doesn't mean you need to be scared, you need to be afraid to speak, to, to say the, what has happened, to, to, say the, to present the, the reality. Yeah, you feel scared, like there's a yes, fear. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm scared, but you know, I get in that point when I, when I said, you know what, I can lose my job tomorrow, I can lose my job today, because I'm running late, you never know. So I said, if somebody needs to start to speak, Okay, I will be that one. Somebody needs to do something. I'm very proud of our working conditions. We don't believe that we need a union to be an intermediary between us and our employees. We do not believe unions are in the best interest of our customers, our shareholders, or most importantly, our associates. It is critical that we recognize the early warning signs of potential organizing and escalate concerns promptly. The most obvious signs would include use of words associated with unions or union-led movements like living wage or steward, petitions or other concerted activity such as an associate purporting to speak on behalf of his or her co-workers when raising concerns. At the end of 2020, the Independent Workers of Great Britain, a union which focuses on organising the so-called gig economy, voted to organise Amazon Flex workers. It is super tough for gig workers, like Deliveroo, to collectively organise to win improved terms and conditions. But there have been victories. Thanks to workers organising, Uber buckled to a Supreme Court ruling to offer drivers rights other workers take for granted, like a minimum wage and sick pay. But for other gig workers, including in sectors booming during the pandemic, life remains very tough. Alex Marshall worked for eight years as a courier. He's now the president of the IWGB. I don't have to stand here and tell you like how much Amazon's boomed. You know, you walk out your house to go to the end of the road for a pint of milk and you'll see these white vans unloading countless brown packages. Um, these guys don't have enough time to go to the toilet. You know, they've got bottles in their car that they're having to urinate in. I'm being told by Amazon workers that there's a system in place where customers can rate the driver. But there's no point where there's any positive rating. It's just about where the package was. Was it late? It's only things that are there to trip up the driver that can end up with them being terminated and losing the livelihood that they've literally risked their lives to keep, you know, during the pandemic. I mean, the worker we spoke to today said he felt like being what, treated like a number, but also treated, he said like a slave. That's, what, that's the words he was using. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's Dickensian. And this has been spreading. You know, it's not just couriers. It's not just uh, delivery drivers. It's not just private hire drivers. We're seeing it pop up in the yoga industry. Nannies and au pairs. People's lives being governed by an app that's completely opaque, that can terminate people at the click of a button. 
with no way that they can defend themselves or anything like that. There's no turning back. These people can give up endless hours for minimal money and they're being just binned off after they put in these like Herculean shifts. The industries in which, you know, the gig economy is really booming are the industries in which workforces are incredibly fra uh, fragmented. Uh, the existence of these workers is incredibly nomadic. So it's really isolated working and they've really capitalised on this. You know, these companies aren't the only people who've been booming during the pandemic. We've seen our men membership grow a lot um, and we're finding ways to organise, you know, WhatsApp groups, Facebook groups, these become our defined workplaces where people can have the same sort of conversations they would have been having on factory floors, that we're creating spaces for people to air their grievances and to organise and to fight back. Workers are getting more and more empowered. We are winning against some of the biggest companies in the world, some of the biggest companies that have profited during the pandemic. And this has all been done by a small union that's run on a shoestring, but it's getting some huge results fighting back in the gig economy in the pursuit of trying to humanise something that is just treating workers as disposable. You know, these are the people who were described as key workers and have been described as essential. And now they have the attention they deserve. And it's about capitalising on that. But then you've still got a lot of the public who are so kind of institutionalised into this sort of smash and grab happiness of just like, you know, I want to click my button and I want it to get there. And if anything happens to it on the way, I'm going to complain about that driver because I don't care what's going on in his life. And I don't care because, you know, I want that. The consumerism is outweighing the ethics of like, you know, looking after your fellow person. Um, so it's a mixture of the two, but we're definitely starting to see like public opinion sway in the direction of the workers. These workers, they're not disposable, they're vital and they deserve to be treated that way. Business taxes don't end with corporation tax. Firms with premises like shops, pubs and factories also pay business rates. They're a tax on property and so traditional retailers with more high street stores tend to pay higher rates than their online competitors. This branch of Waterstones in Bedford has a rateable value of £765 per metre square, whereas the Amazon warehouse nearby in Dunstable is valued at just £65 per metre square. High streets across the country face decline and many struggling businesses have no choice but to pay their taxes. And here is another advantage that Amazon has over them. Using various loopholes and various legal ruses, Amazon has long found ways to avoid paying tax, despite the huge sums of money they make. For tax avoiding companies and rich individuals with vast fortunes stashed away in tax havens, it remains boom time. Tax Justice UK campaigns for a fairer tax system and meet its executive director, Robert Palmer. So in the middle of last year, in the middle of the pandemic, Amazon recorded its highest ever profits. Uh, you know, this pandemic has been great for Amazon. Lots of people are stuck at home. They want to buy things and they turn to Amazon. During the pandemic, Jeff Bezos, the founder of Amazon, has seen his personal wealth increase by $70 billion. This is an almost unimaginable amount of money. And due to our tax system, Amazon gets to pay low taxes and Jeff Bezos gets to pay low taxes on that huge pile of wealth. So what ruses are Amazon using in order to not pay tax? Through, throughout its history, Amazon has used lots of different ways to lower its tax bill. Uh, for some years, when you were buying something from Amazon in the UK, you're actually buying it from Amazon Luxembourg, and so uh, the money could be stored offshore. 
Amazon also piles huge amounts of cash offshore where it's not very taxed. And then the key to what Amazon does is they take all the money they earn and they invest it hugely back in the business. They have vast access to money and that crowds out other competitors and also reduces their tax bills. You see, Amazon, their defenders, might say to people like us, well, look at this, this is the politics of envy. They're out there creating wealth, creating jobs. They're pillars of the economy. Is it their fault their business model is so successful, so many people want to use them? Why should people like us go in, jump all over their sandcastles, which they've created, and ask them to pay more tax? Uh, well, Amazon relies on the things that taxes pay for. They rely on the roads to get their delivery trucks to their customers. They rely on the schools to educate the people who work for them. They rely on the rule of law to enforce their contracts, which tax pays for. Like tax is absolutely at the heart of creating the sort of society we want to live in. And Amazon is entirely reliant on taxpayer funded services uh, and investment. You know, I pay my taxes, Amazon's workers will pay their taxes. It seems outrageous that Amazon aren't paying a fair share of tax themselves. Now, Amazon have been able to indirectly exploit the crisis. For others, it's far more overt than that. Some companies have been directly handed vast sums of money at public expense. The test and trace system was supposed to be one of the avenues out of this nightmare. Yet despite £37 billion spent on it, private contractors like Serco making bumper profits and with private consultants paid up to £7,000 a day, the Parliamentary Public Accounts Committee found it had no clear impact. Employees working for these private contractors tell a damning story. I spoke to one of them. They have to remain strictly anonymous at all costs. Um, me and my colleagues felt really uncomfortable. Um... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. The large amounts of money being spent, um, we were told because they were preparing to get a government contract, money was no object. Um, just spending... £600 on a computer, if you didn't want a computer on the left-hand side of a desk, they'd buy a second computer instead of moving the computer from the other side of the desk. Management sort of just signed off on stuff that they weren't even sure was there because there was just so much product coming in. and It just was very sort of rushed and all saying, oh, it's going to all go towards the 24-7, 38,000 tests a day. And then it never happened.
it was just all really unorganized and really badly communicated with the staff. And we sat for 12 hours with nothing to do. One person could have done all of that work. I mean, some of the private consultants at the top were getting thousands of pounds every day. How do you feel about, how do you feel when you hear that? I honestly don't know how to justify that. Um, I felt guilty getting paid night rate to sit on a shift where I did a few tests and that was it. And that, you know, does sort of help a few patients. I'd had the test done, but these consultants getting paid thousands. Um, working alongside, obviously we worked alongside NHS staff um, where we were based and to know all the controversy over the 1% pay rise for nurses came out while we were there, to know they were fighting just for a few extra pounds a week and consultants were justifying thousands of pounds a day. Like, it was like sickening, like just really disgusting to hear. All of this is about doing the very best that we can. 32 billion items of PPE bought in the heat of a national emergency. But now the government's spending watchdog says it can't sign off on UK contracts to private companies because of potential conflicts of interest, documentation errors and lack of transparency, including links to Mauritian offshore companies, city financiers and government advisors. It's not just test and trace. Years of austerity left personal protective equipment stocks depleted. And as late as February, the government was still exporting PPE to other countries. As the pandemic ravaged the country, that led to a panicked mission to find PPE. The government wasted millions on poor quality and unusable PPE, signed contracts worth millions with businessmen with no background in PPE, while friends of Matt Hancock, our health secretary, found rich pickings for PPE contracts. The Good Law Project, a not-for-profit campaign group, successfully took the government to court, which ruled the Conservatives broke the law by failing to be transparent about contracts. Its founder is the campaigning barrister, Joe Moore. There is no stone we have overturned um, without um, people scuffling for cover when exposed to the light. It's been really quite grim. I mean, we start with no more information than is available to anyone else. We look at uh, a contract, we send a letter to the government's lawyers asking for answers and we issue proceedings. And I think that every single PPE contract we've challenged has involved a supply of PPE that is for one reason or another unusable. You know, if we've got a 100% hit rate, you have to wonder, well, how much else is out there? It's been very difficult, actually, for us to get proper transparency about any of this. Um, people are very, very frightened. So I get lots and lots of messages from people saying the same thing, which is, um, I was asked to pay a bribe or um, my friend who's afraid to talk to you was asked to pay a bribe or my client was asked to pay a bribe to win a large PPE contract and none of them will go on the record about that and they won't go on the record because they know that to go on the record would involve blowing up 
their own businesses. If you compare, I mean, at a very blunt level, if you compare what Test and Trace run um, from private consultants has delivered with what the vaccine programme run by the NHS has delivered, um, you are compelled to conclude that actually there are some things really that the public sector is really quite good at. I mean, one thing that always troubles me is that so much of um, outsourcing by government is um, a, an embedded desire to cost cut. So the real transaction between government and the private sector is um, a desire to put reputational risk for the inevitable non-delivery of goods or services that follows from doing things too cheaply. To put that reputational risk on a private sector company rather than on a minister who will be hurt by it. So fundamentally the equation is this thing that's going to cost 100 to do properly we only want to spend 80 on. So we'll give you 80 you can keep 10 as profit, you can spend 70 on doing it, you'll do it badly because to do it well will cost 100. You'll get kicked in the teeth by the press because you've buggered it all up, but you'll have 10 to compensate you for getting kicked in the teeth. Um, and we will be shielded from the reputational consequences of this public programme having been um, under-delivered um, and the inevitable costs for the beneficiaries of that programme. I think that's what happened at Grenfell as it happens um, and I see that pattern everywhere. We've lived through the worst national emergency since World War II. Up to one in every 500 Britons have died. We've got one of the worst death tolls, death rates and economic hits on the planet. For many this has been a time of grief turmoil and misery. But for some, this has been a time of booming profit margins. Life has never been so good. What does it say about our economic system that a multinational company like Amazon can profit from underpaid, insecure workers who say they're treated like slaves, while those companies find legal ways to avoid paying tax? That our government can shovel huge sums of taxpayers' money into the bank accounts of private contractors who have so dismally failed to deliver. The pandemic has exposed and exacerbated the injustices that don't just scar our society, but define it. Whether we choose to do anything about it, well, that is up to us. We hope you agree that's a really important documentary and if you want us to make more of those, it does cost money. We do completely rely on your support. Either on patreon.com forward slash owenjones84. That way you can help us decide which documentaries we should make, what we should talk about. Or you can use the support function in the podcast description. Also, please do give us five stars on podcast and subscribe. Get us the word out. Thanks so much for listening. We've got loads more to come. Speak soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.